everyone. So today we're going to be talking Merit at First Sight. So I don't have a whole lot to say on every single couple. Obviously we have some of the highlights. I'm going to leave the big one to the end. So let's go couple by couple. So Rebecca and Austin. I'm sorry to remember names. I'm getting there. I I don't have a lot to say about them. I love them. I want them to work out. Hopefully they do. Um, I think the one thing that might become a problem, but I think also it's very understandable where she's coming from. She says that she didn't really see herself having kids. And, but she also says that she's kind of bases that final decision on, mm-hmm. on him. So, yeah, like I, I understand where she's coming from though, because when you're dealing with these types of, uh, uh, illnesses that she has, which is like the autoimmune disease that attacks her spine and she has endometriosis and it's it, it can be debilitating and it can be difficult for someone to get pregnant when they have this so it um i do understand that that uh maybe just hasn't put her mind there because she's dealing with a lot mentally uh, uh mentally medically speaking um and then we also find out too that she uh definitely suffers from some anxiety. Um, I don't know if she has necessarily agoraphobia, but it kind of sounded a little bit like that as well. So she also suffers with that as well, but um, she seems to be doing pretty pretty well at the moment, so that's good. But yeah, like I think that's kind of the only thing, but he, they seem to be on kind of uh, on the same page with things, with with everything right now so yeah I, I i don't have a whole lot to say because i think they're doing really good so far so hopefully we keep up with that momentum with them and then Paige and the guy she's with whose name i can't remember right now i i mean there wasn't a whole lot of this episode that felt like red flags with them the only thing that I'm going to say about them is they're kind of talking about the fact that they're both very driven individuals when it comes to their jobs, making the money, all of that. But the one thing they seem to not be on the same page with is he's a little bit more of a saver, where she is not necessarily knowing where her money is going because she, I guess, is spending the money or maybe not budgeting. I don't know. But that definitely will become a problem because, I mean, if you guys are on the same page with what you want to do with your finances, that that can become a problem. So I guess we'll see how that kind of works out. But in my honest opinion, I know like she has been single her entire life. 
maybe she's thinking a little differently when it comes to finances, but I don't know. Maybe I just come from a, a place, from a, a family, a mother who really stress saving as much as you possibly can. And obviously everyone has moments in life where it's easier to save than other times. And, but that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case for her. So I, I don't think that's what's going on. I think she just likes to spend her money, which, you know, you work really hard for your money. So you should be able to play sometimes, but you should be kind of disciplined with where is my money going? What am I doing with my money? Kind of situation. So I guess we'll see how that turns out for for them. But yeah, I don't know. But he did kind of make the comment of we're gonna find out where all your money's coming going and kind of self-proclaimed himself an auditor in their marriage. So I guess we'll see. But and then again, like I'm just going to keep saying this. I know I kind of probably said this last week as well. I just feel like her focus isn't on the things that are more important under the circumstances that they are currently in because she does later on ask him about sex and where he's at with that. And he says, listen, yeah, sex is important, but he understands that when you are kind of in relationships and you have sex and that can cloud your judgment, can cloud things, you know, make your thoughts on a relationship change because of it. Either we have a unique opportunity here to focus on the emotional aspect of the relationship. So why don't we focus on that? Build that the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, whatever, you can build all on, on that, get to know each other. And then the sex will organically come. And she, I feel like she might, she's agreeing with him in the moment, but this is clearly a person who's pretty sexually driven because that's all she kind of had up until this point. She hasn't had a relationship She's been having hookups and, but like your husband is not your hookup. Your husband is your husband. So there's more to a relationship on than the sexual and the physical aspects of the relationship. There's so much more to it. So I find her emotional maturity is very low. It's non-existent. Maybe that's harsh, but it's just, I don't see it from a person who is almost 30. And you don't have to be in a relationship to have that. But I think because she's kind of a party girl, clearly, and she's out and she's done thing, and she's found guys that she's hooked up with. She's had maybe long term hookups with men or whatever. And, but there has been no strings attached. You're not creating a foundation in those moments. You don't care, you know? So I, I just feel that because of those choices that she has made in relationships has just very much 
just her emotional maturity, particularly in a romantic relationship, is non-existent. So, I don't know. I, I think with these two, it, it's like, I don't have a read on her whether or not she would stay with him at the end of this. Because I don't know what her motivation is in doing this or being in a committed relationship or being romantically involved with someone. I don't know. But for him, I feel like this can become old very quickly. And he is not going to want to stick around for someone who is maybe a little more sexually driven. And again, maybe there is more for her than that. Clearly, she's a very dedicated person with her job. She's driven. And that was great seeing another side of her. But you're more than your job. So I need a little more for me to say differently than, yeah, you, you know, you're sexually driven. I need a little more before I can maybe switch that around a little bit, but I don't know, it's just, I don't know, I'm on the fence, I I think I said that before, that I'm kind of on the fence with her a little bit, but we'll see, so that's that, now let's move on to Claire and the New Zealand guy, I can't remember his name, these two are just one big ball of awkward. Like, I don't quite understand how these two are actually going to stay together. There, there are a couple of that doesn't work from the very beginning. Like, they just don't work. So they, he says in initially in the beginning that they had a conversation about physical touch and all that and whatever. And he's like, but I'm even more confused because like, she says like one thing, but like, she'll say something different. I can't remember exactly the terminology he said, but listening to him say this, I'm like, what's the problem? Just because she says one thing or looks one way doesn't mean that she doesn't want the physical touch or does want the physical, you know what I mean? Like, I, I said, I think for me, I feel like this is a man who really doesn't know how women operate. I'm not saying she's perfect. I'm going to get to her, but it's just, I feel like he doesn't understand how a woman operates. That's my biggest thing for him. And then they go paddle boarding, which they seem to have a lot of fun with. And then they sit down afterwards and they're talking about just the, the fun they had initially. Initially, they said the fun that they had with paddleboarding and that they felt like this was kind of an opportunity for them to get to know each other. So that's great. But then it just gets very awkward very quickly after that. And he says like, so what do you want to know about me? Again, I feel like this is, it's a very, like, 
childish way or immature way of looking at a relationship or looking at getting to know somebody where you sit there and he's like, so you want to know about me? Maybe just offer something. I just offer something off because I know nothing. <laughs> She's literally thinking, I know nothing about you. So tell me, I know you do this or do that. Like I know those things, but like based on what I was told to me and, and from your family, but I know nothing about you. So just tell me something. I, anyway, so he, they talk about the fact like she's still in school. She's getting her master's and something. I can't remember what that she's got her master's at now, but she's getting her master's and she's like, so you do bikes and or you fix bikes. And he, he, she's like, you know, does that get boring? And he's, <laughs> that's where I had my problem with her a little bit. Cause I'm like, this is his job. And he seems to have the passion. Someone has to do it. So at least he's has a job. It's better than him not, you know? And so, yeah, he, he's like, you know, I really, I like the job or whatever. It's, my, I don't know if he necessarily says his passion, but it's like, it's, he enjoys doing it. He says that he compares himself working on bikes to a surgeon. Not the same thing. <laughs> Not the same thing by any means. But yeah, he, he kind of compares himself to that. And I'm just like, oof, okay. And he just kind of, um, I don't know. It was just it was a weird conversation because I feel like I feel like he doesn't know how to act around her. I feel like he's very awkward. And then I think for her, she hates him. She's completely checked out of the situation. And so yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Like I feel yeah, I just feel like he doesn't know how women think or operate or anything like that. Doesn't know like how he has awkward around them, and she says, "I'm done <laughs> before it's even begun." So, yeah. I, he, he, anyways, let's go to the next conversation that we see them having, which drove me nuts. And I think, kind of watching this the episode with my mom and kind of seeing her perspective of this episode, it was kind of like very two, two different things. I was on her side with how this conversation went, whereas my mom was kind of like on his, and not as much his side, but kind of wasn't seeing it from her perspective. And I'm like, are we, are we watching the same show? But here we go. So they're having a conversation over dinner, I think, and he, we're kind of talking about like, you know, having drive and opportunities and working for those opportunities. And she's kind of more of, of the side of you, you need to be driven and you need to work for the opportunities. Opportunities don't come to you. You have to work hard. Now, this is coming from the perspective of a, a woman, a white woman, but a woman nonetheless, where we have to work hard to get anywhere in life. And then him, he says that, oh, like, I don't, 
I don't have to do anything. So that's kind of like the perspective that I was getting, but he kind of was like, I, I don't have to really work hard for anything. You know, the opportunities kind of just come to me. And, you know, she says like, don't you have any, like, or don't you have any drive for anything? And he's like, no, of course not. He literally says, no, of course not. And when she calls him out on this, he's, and she says, like, this kind of sounds like privilege. Like, you're, you're taking the stance of a very privileged person. And he says, um, I can't remember if he said, like, no, it's not so much that I'm privileged or, like, what's wrong with that kind of situation. That's how I was getting from him. And so here's what I'm going to say. The confidence of a straight white man is so different than everybody else. And the thing with him is he doesn't have to work hard for anything. This is a, and I'm not trying to shit on him, but this is a person who uh, has an accent. So he's immediately different. You have someone who, he is white, straight man, who will have everything pretty much handed to him he is privileged and there is a that that white privilege in it as well but i feel like with with this particular thing it's just the privilege of the fact that he can have anything he wants and have it just come to him and he can go accordingly and it pissed me off it clearly pissed her off or made her uncomfortable but i'm thinking like the men or people in my life have to work hard for the opportunities they have, like the job I have that I, I love. And, you know, I really lucked out with my job that I have and I've had now for over six years. I had to work hard for that. I have a lot of doors slam in my face in order to have the job that I have today. And that's me coming as a black woman. And that just brings on a whole different set of issues. So that's that. But then like you have him who is white, male, and that's important. And he'll have anything handed to him. So, of course, he can't think of it in a different perspective, but it's the lack of knowledge and know um, that he is very privileged. It's the lack of that that I have the problem with. And the just complete unawareness to his privilege that I'm just like, I'm, I'm at a loss right now. That's where I had the problem with him. If you're going to have the privilege, at least admit you have it. Whereas this idiot couldn't even admit, yeah, I'm privileged. And I, I, you know, I I want an opportunity and I get it. He couldn't even do that. But so I guess we'll see how that kind of turns out with these two. So, but I, they're, they're DOA. Don't archival guys. It's not gonna happen.
So yeah, that's basically it for, for them. And then we move on to the big one, Laura and Orion. So they were doing really, really well for the most part of the episode. Um, deciding that they want to have one biological child and adopt others because, you know, the need on the, uh, the, for for children to have their forever home is so great. So they agreed on on, on that. We kind of see him observing her laying her edges and and all that. So like we we see like they're very much invested in learning each other's cultures and things they need to do. Um because again, black woman's hair is so high maintenance. <laughs> so, and I can say that because I'm black. But like, yeah. So, you know, we see them really wanting to get to know each other, really, and really getting along. But then there was something that happened on the way to heaven, and that is they sit down and they're having a conversation. She ends up asking him, has he ever used the N-word? I had an issue with her asking this question because as a Black person, I feel like this is kind of a setup to, for failure in a sense. But at the same time, I think I've said this in a previous episode, actually. I just... I I understand that, obviously I understand that using the N-word as a derogatory term towards Black people is not great. It's not good. It's disgusting. We did not go through what we went through for people now to say that word to us. I get it. But my biggest problem is that Black people still say it to each other. That's what my problem is. Even though they don't say like the E-R, they say the A. And I'm just like, nah. Like, I, I don't agree with it. But nonetheless, I didn't, I, I, I felt like this was, it's a hard conversation to have. I'm not, I'm not denying it. Talking about race and minorities and the differences, it's, it's not an easy conversation to have. But I feel like it's maybe too soon to have it. I don't know when the right time ever is, but um, when you're dealing with an interracial relationship, I, I, don't, I don't know if now's the time on their honeymoon. But anyways, he explains that no, he's never used the, the word before. However, he does kind of admit like his ignorance growing up and having people have to kind of educate him on certain things and him kind of growing. Now, that's to be expected from uh teenagers who know no better i think we can all agree even i can say as a teenager you don't you don't do things correctly i can admit that you know i remember kind of using terms and not understanding that that's not an okay thing to say or allowing others to use terms that I, are derogatory against me and say, oh, I don't care, but like, I should have, you know, uh, even though they have no harm, there's no harm, but 
towards me or maybe anyone else, but still it's not okay. So we can all kind of agree to that. Now, this is where I have the problem. The problem is that she says to him, and I, I I don't understand why she said this, but she says to him, I don't want to use the term, but uh, if you watch the episode, you know what she says, but she uses a derogatory term against indigenous people. Um, let's say that this is probably a term we've heard on movies like Pocahontas or Peter Pan, stuff like that. So she uses that term and says, like, I didn't understand what that meant, but then I looked at your face. What the actual fuck did you just say? And he handled it very gracefully, but you could tell he was very upset by what she said, because it's not even so much that you said the term and said, I don't understand it, but it's the fact that you then follow that up by saying, but then I looked at your face and then I was like, what? So that goes to show like you're asking him whether or not he's used a, a derogatory term against you yet, or that, or that would be against us as black people. But then you're asking him whether or not this this term that is that she says and says that she doesn't understand it but then <sighs> but then makes that comment it was very confusing for me now the term she used that this is a term i've heard obviously before growing up i've heard the term but this was a term that i will admit i completely forgot completely but something i forgot that it's a derogatory term because when she said it i'm like okay yes i've this term and i know it's derogatory but it's kind of a thing that i just haven't heard there's so many other derogatory terms that were being educated on but that one was way back and like that's been bad the whole time so i I was very shocked and put back by her saying this. And I'm thinking the fact that you threw that shit out there so quickly and knew the term so quickly kind of makes me feel like this is a term that you currently have in your current vocabulary. It didn't make sense to me. Now, even though I'm not saying the terminology that was used by her, what I am going to say, though, is what he says it means in the history behind it. He says that this particular term goes back to colonization when the white people would see indigenous people's scalps as valuable. I believe that's what he said and would actually scalp the people, the indigenous people, and that create, create the, the terminology that is used, which is a, just disgusting to me that, that's the, yeah, disgusting. There's no other term. There's nothing else I can say. And the fact that she literally brings this up and actually thinks about this, I'm like, 
the fuck? And then you, like, it gets worse, but you just bring it up. But then this goes a little further here, so he explains this to her, and you can tell he's visibly upset, handling it very well, though, but can tell he's upset. And we then do a flashback, and he says, like, you know, before the flashback, he says, like, there's never really a right time that this is a joking thing because she says, like, when is it a joke and when is it offensive for you? Well, I'm going to turn that back on around on, on her and say, as a black person, when is it okay to use the N-word as a joke? Because for me, it's never, ever a time to use the N-word as a joke which is why I have a problem that Black people say this to each other. That's my personal thing. Don't come at me. But that's just something that I have carried on through most of my adult life, that this is not a term that should be said from anybody to anyone else. I don't care the color of your skin. So, yeah, I'm going to turn back around on her and say, when is it okay for someone to use that terminology on on you as a joke because it's not funny so why ask him when is it okay for something to be said that is supposed to be offensive to him when is that considered a joke versus when it's considered offensive to me his answer is different than what i'm saying but for me i feel like it's always offensive but he says that it depends on the delivery. But again, I'm just going to stand by me and say it's always offensive because then we see a flashback to, I guess, when everyone landed in Cancun and New Zealand guy make the comment to Orion and say, well, you know, I guess, you know, we're not too far from the reservation or some shit like that. And I'm like, the fuck? And his fucking wife, while lying on top of him, laughs because she thinks it's funny. Now, do I think that was funny? No, I think that's insensitive. Uh, I think it's also unnecessary. And yeah, I, I didn't like it, but... And I kind of think he says this, says as much to her that him saying, or New Zealand saying the reservation comment is nothing in comparison to the term she threw out there. Because she starts to kind of say like, so it's okay that the white man makes a joke about the reservation, but it's not okay that I said what I said about this derogatory term that was used. And I'm thinking, okay, but he's not married to New Zealand guy. You're supposed to be his wife. And you're making a comment like this about, that's very insensitive. And the history behind it is so gross. There is no, I mean, there obviously is probably history with, But I don't know. I don't want to get too much into that because I don't have that knowledge. But reservations were created to protect indigenous land and also indigenous people. 
But at the end of the day, it's it's not attacking how an indigenous person looks. The term that she used is attacking how an indigenous person looks. And then when you look at the history of that term, it's even just so much deeper and so much more gross and so much more of a nightmare <laughs> to put it like, to, you know. So I, I'm just, I'm floored by her in this moment. I'm floored by the fact that she is trying to minimize what she said to him. It's disgusting what she said to him. And I feel for him. And it makes me angry for him. It makes me mad at her because I'm thinking, you've literally sat there in front of the experts, mainly um, um, Pastor Cal, and said, you're okay with an interracial relationship and open to other races, yet you're making a comment that is offensive and derogatory towards your husband. So it it just, it didn't make sense to me, but now everything seems to be kind of making sense for, for me when it comes to her, because even though, because I was always under the impression, and I think I said that last week, that she had potentially been in an interracial relationship because of the fact that she's so, so open to it, because I feel like for you to be open to it, you must have experienced it to some extent, and that is actually not the case. So the ignorance is starting to show itself. I'm perfectly okay if you want to be open to other races, but then show me that. And you're not showing me that right now. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But that's kind of what happens with this week. Next week with them seems to just get even 10 times worse. And we'll talk about it next week and my thoughts about it because I need to kind of obviously see the episode and see what it comes out, but we do find out that she was sexually involved with somebody two months prior to her being married to him. And the comment he makes also isn't the greatest, but we're going to leave that for next week. Um, But that's it for Married at First Sight for this week. Again, as usual, we keep these episodes well, sure, even though this is a half an hour so far, but yeah, we, uh, so you can follow and subscribe to the podcast and your favorite podcast apps. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And remember, we're starting to read the four and five star reviews on the podcast. So that's what we're going to start doing. So there's that. You can also connect with us by going on Facebook at Reality Tea Times 2, Instagram and Threads at Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast, Twitter X at Reality 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 Times 2 Pod. You can find us there as well. And we have Reddit, which is Reality Tea Times 2. And we also have our email which you can email us at realityteatimes2.com and you can go to our website at solo.to at realityteatimes2. So 
That is basically it. Again, all of the information will be in our show notes. Everything that is normally in our show notes will be there. And uh, that's it for now. So thanks so much, guys. Bye.